God is good this morning, amen? God is truly good to us. And we need Jesus every hour, every moment, amen? I would like to share my praise this morning and just grateful that for the family here at Honoka, amen? And for the, for the reuniting and joining and coming together of our family here once again, I just praise God for um, every one of us here this morning. This morning, I invite you to turn me to our opening text to Exodus 34, verse 5. Exodus 34, verse 5 in your Bibles as we go through our Bible study. And as you know, we're studying the series entitled The Ultimate Love Story. And in this journey, we're, as the Nabodin says, we're unlearning the false pictures of God and learning the true picture of who God really is. And that's what we're studying this morning. The sermon entitled this morning is Seeing God's Thoughts and Feelings. Seeing God's thoughts and feelings. Now, if you could look into the mind of God, if you could, and you look into the mind of God, what would you see? Would you see what you think you would see? Or would you see something that was there that was a completely different picture, you think, maybe this morning? Would you see God's mind and see his thoughts and his feelings exactly what you knew it would be? Or would it be totally different? God's thoughts and feelings is different from what we think it is. It's not what I think is God's thoughts and feelings is, but it's really what God says through his word, what his thoughts and feelings are this morning, beloved. Amen? So this morning we're going to look at his word and find out what is his thoughts and feelings. So as we open his word, may God open his thoughts and feelings to us. Let us pray. Father, as your word is open, we know that we need you this hour. So we ask for your Holy Spirit. May we submissive to your word this morning. We humbly ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Exodus 34, verse 5. What is God's name or character made up of? Look what the Bible says. And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there, and he proclaimed the, what is that word? Name of the Lord. So he proclaimed the name. And we studied what God's name was before, which is God's name is his what? Do you remember what we learned it was? Character. What else it was? His goodness. And what else? His glory, right? God's glory is his character. So he proclaimed his character. And what the, how did he proclaim in verse 6? And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God merciful and gracious, the Bible says, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving sin and transgression and sin, iniquity and sin, and that were by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and to the fourth generations. So when, God asked him, when Moses asked God to show me a glory, God showed to Moses his character, which were these were character traits of who God was. Now, character traits reveal what a person thinks and feels within their mind. Now, turn me to Proverbs 23, verse 7. What determines what a person is? Proverbs in your Bible, after Psalms, verse, chapter 23, verse 7. What determines what a person is? Notice what the Bible says. For as he thinks in his heart, right, so is what? He. 
So as a person is thinking in their heart, that is what really that person is. So whatever the person's thoughts is, so matter what you think in your mind, that's who you really are. Are you following me? That is your character. As you think in your heart, as you're thinking, that makes who you are. That's your character. That's your character traits. Look at your quote right here in your handout. Um, the first one, it says, listen to this. We're looking at, we've been studying character. It says, the thoughts, your thoughts and your feelings combined make up your moral character. Do you see that? So we learn from the Bible, your thoughts make up your character. Now, I want you to notice it doesn't say your words and your actions. In the Bible, right? It's your thoughts makes what you are. It says your, it says your thoughts and your feelings make your character. In other words, character, what's the only thing we're going to take to heaven? Do you know? Our character. In other words, what we take to heaven is not what's on the outside, the external, right? It's what's on the inside, beloved. Amen? Your thoughts and your feelings is the only thing that we're going to take to heaven. In other words, it's not our works. It's not our words. It's not a behavior or actions, but it's our inside, internal, what's on the heart, your thoughts and how you feel. That's what we're going to take to heaven. Now, there's a place for works, and we're going to find what that is. But the only thing we can take to heaven is our inside, not the external behavior. Is that clear? Let me hear you say amen. Amen? Thoughts and feelings, our character, we take up to heaven. Now, let's go to Acts chapter 17, verse 27. What happens after one has thoughts to seek the Lord. Acts chapter 17 in your Bibles, verse 27. So we know that how I am, so is he, is based upon my thoughts. But not only my thoughts, this will verify this, what we just learned, but Acts chapter 17, verse 27, what follows our thoughts? The Bible says, that he should seek the Lord. Now you seek the Lord in your mind, in your thoughts. So when you have thoughts to seek the Lord, it says, if happily, or therefore, they might feel after him, or feel after seeking God. So when you have thoughts to seek the Lord, therefore, you will also feel after God also. So feelings follows thoughts. Let me say that again. Your feelings follows your thoughts. And then it says, and then you find him. So in other words, if you have, well, let's, let's look at this next quote. It says here, the next one in the handout. It says, if the thoughts are wrong, the feelings will be what? So in other words, if you have wrong thoughts or bad thoughts or evil thoughts, it produces ill feelings or evil feelings within yourself. Is that not true? If you have evil thoughts and you think about, wow, this happened or that happened, those evil thoughts produces evil or bad thoughts or bad feelings and you don't feel too good after that, right? I mean, you feel that way. You felt that before, right? So I'm, I'm, we're going inside your mind today. We will help you to see what happens with our thoughts and how it affects how we feel and everything. The opposite is true also. And you look at your handout. I just put it there. But if you have right thoughts or good thoughts, it produces what kind of feelings? Good feelings, right? So bad thoughts produce bad feelings, and good thoughts produce good feelings, according to the Word of God. Now, not all feelings is bad. Look at the next quote. It says, when people think feelings are bad, but it says, when faith brings the blessing to your heart, 
and you rejoice in that blessing, those thoughts are good, it is no more faith, but feeling. In other words, by faith you bring the thoughts of God into your heart. It transforms your heart, and you have good feelings. God wants us to have good feelings in our heart, right? He wants to have um, feelings of, um, being, of feeling good within ourselves. So in order to get good feelings and to feel good, I mean, how many of you want to feel bad and miserable your whole life? How many of you want to feel good? Let me see your hand. So in order to get good feelings, you must have good thoughts. Does that make sense? If that's clear, let me hear say amen. Amen? So, we, so what we want is we want to have good feelings. I want to have good feelings. You want to have good feelings. In order to do that, we've got to go one step before, which means we must have good what? Thoughts. So must have good thoughts brings good feelings. Now, what kind of thoughts are we to think upon? Turn to in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Okay, so now we want good feelings. We need good thoughts. So what is God's prescription in order to have good thoughts? Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Notice what the Bible says. The Bible says, we're talk, talking about thinking and thoughts. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are, what is that word? True. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are what? Just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are what? Lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, what is that word? Think on these things. In other words, think means you have these thoughts on these things, right? Is that not true? So all these things means that we should have all good thoughts on all of these things. And that's what God says. In order to have good feelings, you must have good thoughts. So I give you all these lists of things to actually think upon in your mind. And that's why Satan comes about and he brings media today and he brings all the negativity out there in the world, right? He brings the newspaper we not only tell us what happened, but it goes into the gruesome details about how someone was murdered. Is that not true? It goes into the gruesome details of how even someone was even raped sometimes, right? And it brings all the negativity of this, and it brings that into your mind. Then he also he brings in the news on television, and it shows all the negativity and negative things. And, neg and do you think that you can watch these things without even being affected? Is that possible? No. That negativity transfers into my mind and your mind and without even realizing and you know this is actually what's happening out there in the world but seeing the detailed I remember before in the newspapers they never used to get so detailed but now they're getting very detailed aren't they all the specific crimes that's going out there and so all the negativity rather than thinking of what is good and wholesome and true and honest and pure you're looking at the negative the crimes the evils the sins out there and it affects your thoughts, which thus affects how you now feel. Are you seeing that? And so television, the movies of Hollywood, the internet, the newspaper, all these affects us. Now, now that we know thoughts and feelings, how does it affect our behavior? Turn to Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. Notice what the Bible says. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. How does it affect our behavior, our thoughts, our heart? How does our heart, where our thoughts and feelings are, affect our behavior? 
Jesus said, O generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart on the inside, the mouth, what? Speaking. What you do on the outside, what you say with your words, your actions, your behavior, is dependent upon what's happening inside of your life, in your heart, what no one can see, right? Which is your thoughts and your feelings. So your behavior, you you just didn't do what you did. You didn't do this or lie or whatever it may have been just because it just happened. It was based upon how you felt at that time, right? Which was based upon how you thought before you felt. You following me? So your behavior and what we do is based upon our thoughts and our feelings. And Satan wants us to think that way. So look in your papers again. I'm on the back of the page. Good thoughts produces good feelings, which produces good works. Bad thoughts produces bad feelings, produces evil works. And that's clear. Let me say amen. Amen? Amen. So, now we see how Satan's trying to get us. And see, if we only focus on our external behavior and say, I'm not going to do this, I'm going to do this, if that's all we're focusing on, and we don't deal with the inside of our thoughts and our feelings, we will never change, right? So we got to focus on the the cause to the effect. The effect is only our behavior. We got to look at the inside, and it means that we must have different thoughts and feelings. In order to do that, means that we got to have different thoughts within our mind. So, what kind of thoughts do we naturally have? Mark chapter 7, turn to Mark chapter 7 in your Bibles, verse 21 to 23. Even if there was no TV, even if there was no internet, even if there was no newspaper or movies or whatever, what about our own hearts? What kind of thoughts are there naturally? Note the Bible says in Mark 7, verse 21. For from within, inside of you, out of the heart of men proceed evil, what? Thoughts. Adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. In other words, you don't need, you can go hide out in the mountain, but within our own deceitful hearts, unconverted hearts, we naturally have the thoughts that are evil according to the Bible. Is that clear? So in other words, these evil thoughts that come from within, unconverted heart, will produce evil feelings, will produce evil behavior, right? And that's what Satan is. And God says our, his thoughts is higher than our thoughts, right? As high as the heavens are above the earth. Now, what happens when you see God's thoughts and feelings? Turn to Romans chapter 2, verse 4. Romans chapter 2, verse 4 in your Bibles. What happens when we see the thoughts and feelings of God? The Bible says, O despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads thee to what? Repentance. Okay. Now, God's goodness is his, do you remember what we learned? God's goodness is his, what else? Is his character. Okay. Now, character we learn is made out of what? 
today. What, are we, what, is, what is character made out of? Our thoughts and feelings. In other words, as you look in this text, the goodness of God or the character of God leads us to repentance. And what's God's character? God's thoughts and feelings. You follow me? God's character of his thoughts and feelings leads us to repentance. In other words, God's thoughts toward you of how he thinks about you will bring you to repentance. God's thoughts about you and how he feels about you and how much he loves you. If you were to see how much God loves you and to feel how much God loves you, you would experience repentance within your life, beloved. Amen? And so God wants us to see goodness and good things and things that are virtuous and loving and merciful. He wants to see all these good things and not the negativity that's out there in the world, right? And that's why he says, come apart, I want you to see. And you only can see his goodness when you look and you open the word of God and you look for his love and goodness within the word of God, beloved. Amen? So you take away the negativity that's on the TV and the newspaper. You must substitute that negativity with the goodness of God revealed as in his word of God, beloved. Amen? Because even if you take away all the negative things, if you don't, sub- you don't substitute it with the goodness of God, you're still going to have evil within evil thoughts, right? If that's clear. Let me hear you say amen. Amen? Okay. So now let's see. Well, let's look at this. Look at the bottom of the back of the page. It says, so in other words, the second and the last one, if we see God's good thoughts, it produces within you and me good thoughts, Right? And these good thoughts produces good feelings, and this good feeling produces good works. Do you see that? Now, the same thing, if you see bad things and negative things, and you dwell upon negative things all the time, it produces bad thoughts, produces bad feelings, and it produces evil works. Now, what kind of thoughts does God have toward us? Because I want to see his goodness this morning. How about you, beloved? Amen? So let's turn to Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. So we got to see God's thoughts and how he feels toward you. How does God think about you this morning? What is God's thoughts toward you and me this morning? Notice what the Bible says. So as we see, behold, or see God's thoughts of goodness, we become changed into the very image this morning, beloved. Amen? So let's see God's thoughts. The Bible says in verse 11, for I know, this is God saying, for I know the, what is that word? Thoughts that I think toward you, said the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected and to give you hope. In other words, God says, I have thoughts of only peace toward you. I have only thoughts of love toward you. I have thoughts of mercy toward you this morning. And I do not have what Satan says. I do not have thoughts of evil or wickedness or ill feelings toward my people this morning. Even if they're stuck and in sin themselves, God says, I still have thoughts of only loving you and having feelings of love toward you. What a God we serve, beloved. Amen? No matter what we've done or where we've been or what we even are doing today, God still has thoughts of love and not thoughts of evil toward you and me this morning, beloved. Amen? Amen. And knowing that God thinks this way toward me, and knowing that God feels this way toward me, that brings me to repent of where I'm at and want to serve him with all of my heart. How about you, beloved? Amen? Amen. That love of God revealed his thoughts, and our God is not a God, God is not just a spirit floating up there. Our God is a being like you and me who thinks 
And Pierre was just like you and me. And he has these thoughts and feelings toward you and me of love and peace and of hope and not of evil this morning. If that's clear, let me say amen. Amen? amen. That's our God and that's your God this morning. Now how abundant is God's thoughts toward us? Psalms 40 verse 5. Let's look at another verse talking about God's thoughts. Psalms chapter 40 verse 5. How abundant is God's thoughts toward us? The Bible says in verse 5 of Psalms 40, Many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done. It says many are your works, and many are thy thoughts which are to us. They cannot be reckoned or counted or estimated up in order unto thee, if I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Amen? Amen? So we learn that the thoughts of God is only good and not evil. And all these thoughts of love toward you this morning, the Bible says here that it's so great, it's so much that you cannot estimate how many times God thinks thoughts of love toward you this morning, beloved. Amen? If you were to, in fact, the Bible says not only the thoughts, but if you were to somehow, if God were to speak audibly all the thoughts and how he thinks about and feels about you this morning of love. And you would account how much times he says it audibly. You still, the Bible says, it still cannot be numbered this morning. Can you imagine that? This is not a God that's a way that's not even thinking about you and letting you run your life. This is a God that actually thinks about how, many, how much he loves you here this morning. How much he feels, how he feels in his heart toward you this morning. What a God we serve, beloved. Amen. How God's thoughts of love described. Let's stay in Psalms, but Psalms 139, verse 17 and 18. Psalms 139, verse 17 and 18. Let's look again some more of his thoughts. The Bible says in 17, David says, How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God, how great is the sum of them. How precious are your thoughts of love toward me. In fact, not only how precious, but how great is the total sum of all your thoughts, how you think about me. And if I should count them, God, they are more in number than the sand. When I wake, I am still with thee. If I were to count all the thoughts of good and of peace and hope toward me, that God has toward me this morning, there would be more than the sand at the seashore. Amen? You grab those sand and you let it fall through your fingers. And every sand is a thought of God, of good toward you. Can you imagine that? And then it says here in the end, it says, and, and the Bible says in 139 verse 17 and 18, and I, when I awake, I am still with thee. In other words, when you're sleeping, God is thinking about you, beloved. Amen. When you're not thinking about him, he is still thinking about you. And when you wake up in the morning, he's still with you with his thoughts, beloved. Amen? He's still with you with his feelings. He still loves you. He wants to show you how much he loves you with his thoughts and his feelings this morning. Where are your thoughts this morning is my question. Do we think about him as much as he thinks about us? What happened at the cross of Calvary? 
Turn to Luke chapter 2, verse 34 and 35. Luke chapter 2, verse 34 and 35. This is when Mary took the baby Jesus to be blessed. In verse 34. And what would happen to Mary's heart at the cross? Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child, Jesus, is set for the fall and the rising again of men in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. And then he speaks to Mary and he says, Yea, a sword shall pierce through your own soul also. At the cross of Calvary, Mary, you're going to feel the, the pain of your agony of soul, seeing your son murdered on the cross. And listen to this, it says here. This is why the cross happened. A sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the, what is that word? Thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. You see, in the cross of Calvary, that was a moment in time that revealed many hearts. And whose hearts did it reveal? First of all, it revealed our heart. It revealed that within our sinful hearts, we are capable of murdering our Creator, beloved. But also it revealed the heart or the thoughts, the Bible says, and feelings of Satan himself. See, before this time, Satan was making accusations against God, and this is what, this is a God that doesn't love you, doesn't care about you, before this time. But the cross revealed Satan's thoughts and his feelings of what he really wanted. And the Bible says he was really a liar and a what? Murder. So that event in time revealed the true character of who Satan was. But most importantly, people focus on those things, but most importantly, the cross of Calvary reveals the thoughts and feelings of God this morning. Amen? It reveals a God who is on the cross of Calvary. It reveals a God who's up there, and though Satan made lies, it reveals a God who loved rebellious sinners like you and me this morning so much that he's willing to give up his life for you and me. That is the thoughts of a God. That is the thoughts and feelings of Jesus Christ toward us this morning. God has only thoughts of love and peace toward you and me. Beloved, what a God we serve this morning, beloved. Amen? What a merciful God. Though we have despised and rejected him, he still went to the cross of Calvary for you and me. Even though we have oppressed and afflicted him, he still went to the cross of Calvary for you and me. Even though we have ignored and hated him, he still went to the cross for you and me. And when he was hanging there on the cross, and he was looking down at you and me, and he was holding up heaven with one hand, and he was holding you and me, and he was looking at Keala Thompson down through history, and he had to choose whether he was going to die or not. He let go of heaven for us. So I'd rather die for sinful, rebellious humanity than draw all heaven by myself. The cross revealed a God who loves us, has only thoughts of good and mercy and love toward you and me this morning, beloved. Amen? What a God we serve. What a merciful God we serve. Only thoughts and feelings of love. And this type of love goes beyond all understanding this morning. This morning, God wants us to have thoughts and feelings 
of only good this morning. In order to do that, God wants to challenge us to focus on what is good and holy and true and virtuous this morning, beloved. Amen? That's the God that God wants. That's what God wants us to, to do this morning. This morning I have a song that I'll call and appeal for. And I want to read you the words of the song. It's called, I Can Only Imagine. And I want you to only imagine what it'd be like to meet that God who has only thoughts and feelings of love toward you this morning. It says, I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? You know, that's the holy dance that David did in the Bible. <laughs> Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in awe of you be still? Will I stand in your presence, or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah, or will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. I can only imagine. This morning, God wants to challenge us this morning. And here's a challenge. He wants us to focus on good thoughts this morning, beloved. Amen? So this is my challenge to you, and this is the appeal. Just like Daniel did for 10 days, how about going on a negativity fast for 10 days? How's that, beloved? Amen? You only focus on good things for 10 days. How is that? Is that possible? Focus on good things for 10 days. That's, that's the challenge. Only good things. Good thoughts. Happy thoughts, right? Good feelings. Happy, happy thoughts. That's what we want. So we focus on his good thoughts. Guess what's going to happen? We're going to have good feelings, right? And thus, we have good action. You know, it's a neg negative attitude. The negative thoughts bring negative feelings, which actually brings out negativity in our homes, with our neighbors, our workplaces, wherever it may be. And so God wants to focus on the positive things out there this morning, beloved. Amen? So that's my challenge. And here's, you know, I did a wedding here out in um, Kona. How many have been to the Kona village, Kona Hawaiian village? First time I've ever been there. But this place is this amazing. I think the Lord is a very, the most expensive rooms out there, but it's not even a hotel. It actually has little cabins, little bungalows. Like, and when, we, when I went there, every room, there's no TVs in any of the rooms, believe this or not. There's no CDs or DVDs, nothing. There's no radio, there's no phone lines, nothing in your room. Nothing. It's just purely um, this nature. That's what they want. They want good thoughts and good things. And you know, in the environment, I was working with the, the, the workers there, they have such a positive attitude. And the people that got married told me that when they first got to Hawaii, they were so, they go out of the way, like they came in late, and they actually got them a, a, a meal that was ready for them when they came into the room, all ready for them. And not only that, but they actually was vegetarian. They had vegetarian sandwiches for them. 
I mean, they go totally out of the way. And I talked to the workers. They actually love working there. I said, do people complain about things? They said, no. We all love it. I said, this is like utopia. <laughs> Yet they're not Christians. And I think what does is that they're not focusing on the negativity out there, but because there's no negative media out there, they're just focusing on God's nature and creation is a very positive environment. And I couldn't, I couldn't believe the environment that I saw there was just amazing. And I believe that's the environment that God wants us to have. So my, my appeal to you is this. 10-day negativity fast to focus on the goodness of God that we can imagine God's goodness as they sing. So that's my appeal to you as they sing. And then make that commitment also in your mind as they sing.